What's up, sports fans, man? Dogecoin is up huge right now, and so are we, TJ and B. Back with another episode, baby. We are here in Providence for the first time in a couple of weeks. You know, me and B took a breather last week, but yeah. we're back today. I'm your host, Tim Duffy, alongside the B portion of the, the title, Ben Catino. How are you doing today, buddy? Yes, sir. You know, I'm kind of on cloud nine right now because, I mean, like you said before, Dogecoin is – uh up a very significant amount today pretty much so doubling you, uh, its value from uh yesterday uh my average is two cents it's at 25 as we speak so i am up a, cents per i am up a very grand amount today and i'm feeling great about it tim in very high spirits today you know yeah dude that's uh that's an amazing sh- you know shit to wake up to yeah well i mean it happened like in the afternoon really i mean there was a there was a big boost um or a big rise i should say throughout the past two days so it was it was pretty stagnant around like six seven cents it actually went up to like 15 uh up until yesterday which was crazy in itself on the xbox and and, uh, (laughs) it turns on by itself sometimes but um now it's at 25 it's gone up like 10 cents today which is i mean absolutely insane so a lot of people are making a lot of money off of this right now um i'm definitely happy i got into it months ago because now i'm sitting pretty you know and it looks like it can only go up from here so we'll see what happens that is but that's huge anyway to shift the conversation to sports which is what this podcast is actually about you know, we are not actually financial advisors, so don't take any of our um, just <laughs> no anyway, geniuses. Let's uh let's talk about the man, the man of the week, Julian Edelman. The the path Unfortunately having having to hang him up. Some speculation that he might come back, maybe to the Buccaneers. That's I, bullshit. I don't think so. I he's mean not. he's done. His knees just wrecked. You could tell obviously. He, you could he, tell he was done. You know, he yeah. was playing last year too. He was, you know, obviously a legend. I was talking about this with Chet yesterday, you know, legend for the Pats. And, you know, I've been seeing all week, and I'm sure you have too, the talks is Julian Edelman, three-time Super Bowl champion, Super Bowl 53 MVP. Is he a Hall of Famer? Okay, like, not even, like, really not even being biased. Like, yes. Here we go. Here we go. Yes, he is a Hall of Famer. Like, how? All right, let's hear your argument. Not even being biased. First of all, first of all, I'm a little offended. There's no that, way. I'm a little offended that you think he's not a Hall of Famer. I mean, dude, I, I'm, I'm. We are. Don't get me wrong. I'm a Julian Edelman. We fan. have Patriots in his, our blood, dude. I got his jersey, but I'm not gonna, I'm not gonna say he's more worthy than some of the guys who aren't in. Okay, you so let's think about? about some of the guys that aren't in. Tory Holt. He's like fourth all-time receiving yards, somewhere like that. Look it up, actually. Okay. He's um. He has a ring. He was part of the greatest show on turf. You know, one of those electrifying offenses. You know, he should get in. Reggie Wayne, he has a ring too. I mean, more receiving yards also. These guys look at stats a lot. You know, getting into the hole. Torrey Holt, where is he at? He's yo, he's 16th in receiving yards. Damn, I'm I'm an idiot. He's like really high up in receiving touchdowns though. Mm-hmm. So, dude, I think he should get in. I think Reggie Wayne should get in. Pierre well, Garçon has Pierre also Gar- been in conversation. Nah, he's not going to nah, get I'm in. Playing. <laughs> Shut the fuck up. <laughs> Pierre Garçon. Like, but, dude, I don't know. I mean, Edelman. Bro, the champ. thing about Edelman is, like, he defines what you want in a slot receiver. 
You know, like, this guy is one of the best slot receivers of all time. He has three rings, and one of which he also won the Super Bowl MVP with Tom Brady on his team. Okay, yeah. I know Dion Branch did it too. Who respectively. also has like a little bit less all-time receiving yards than an actual Pro Bowl appearance. But think. let's think about the game that he won it in too. I mean, he was the only only lick of offense in that whole game, you know? Besides oh, that Gronk catch, Wait. Oh, the, besides uh, the that Gronk catch against the Rams, Edelman was the only lick of offense in that game. I mean, sure. this guy is a true a champion. Point. He's a true winner. That's a cute point. And he's everything you want in a wide receiver on your football yeah, team. Yeah, but, like, when you look at how he sacks up all the time, you know, I, I mean, as a Pats fan, obviously, this guy I, is, I would, I would love to see him get in. You know, I think he's worthy yeah. of being in. You know, he's a You're just being real. Just yeah, I'm I'm just being real. You know, I don't think based on the criteria the Hall of Fame has been, you know, using, you know, looking at stats specifically, you know, they made Marvin Harrison wait a few years too, if you remember that. You know, they make a lot of these guys wait. They made Chris Carter wait like ten years. Mm-hmm. And you know, he's way up in those rankings too. He's um, well, that's the thing. He doesn't yeah. have to be a you know a first ballot yeah. five years from now. Yeah, he could make it in like forty years. You know, that's yeah. a possibility. I'm not saying he can't, but you know, twelve years in the league, three times Super Bowl champ, Super Bowl MVP. You know, he has two. He has two thousand year receiving seasons, and I think you know, based on a few games, I was looking at his stats. I remember these games really, really, um, really concretely, and. You know, he's a few injuries away from having six straight 1,000-yard seasons. Yeah. You know, I remember, see, here we go. 2013, he has 100 catches, 105 catches, 1,000 yards. 2014, plays, 14, plays the first 14 games, gets 972 yards, misses the last two. He's getting – if he plays one of those games, he's reaching the 1,000. 2015, remember he broke his foot in week nine against the Giants? Yeah. If he's, if he's healthy that year – the Pats, dude. The Pats get the number one seed. Oh, no they, doubt. They win the AFC Championship in Foxborough against Denver. Payne Manning retires with one ring, and they beat the Carolina Panthers in the Super Bowl. Yeah, absolutely. That's. that's I mean, and I mean, <laughs> I mean, you know, in 2017, he tore his ACL too if, in the preseason. Yeah, if we put the Hall of Fame aside for a second too, like, I mean, just what a story. You know, yeah, it's a this great guy story. played quarterback in college, comes to the Patriots, switches to wide receiver, which is definitely not easy. And it was he never just even absolutely part, excelled. He was never really a part of the offense his first few years either, remember? Like, he was yeah. more of a special teamer. He played a little bit of safety, too. He came in and he was a better Wes Welker. You know, yeah. we thought we thought of Wes Welker like we do Julian Edelman. You know, back then, and now it's Ju- like it's Julian crazy. Edelman is a better Wes Welker. Yeah, he just I did totally it agree. better. And he has in every rings. sort of, you know, in every aspect of the game, he did it better. Flat out. Welker, I mean, Welker was a beast too, but like Edelman, this guy is the definition of um, yeah. a security blanket for a team. You know. Literally. On third down, he's just a menace. You're always going to find him open. He's going to do these short little routes and then get seven yards after the catch, and it's a first down, you know? Every time. I mean, short yard, it's passion. This guy is – he's got to be one of the best receivers ever, you know? 
always run those quick outs, you know. Not in general. I'm not saying, like, he's one of the I best, telling, two. I'm just saying, like, was, short yardage. I was telling Shay yesterday, dude, I was like, my favorite Edelman play all time, you know. You're mm-hmm. saying, like, those short plays, those chunk plays, you mm-hmm. know. Those two third-down catches in the AFC Championship against the Chiefs in overtime to keep the drive alive. Yeah. Dude, I remember he made, like, two <laughs> – Catches, yeah, he like, had two over, insane over, catches. over the middle, bro, and taking like a huge hit afterwards, and he held on. I mean, that was his specialty too. He was seriously not afraid of anyone. It never wore sleeves, and, and even when he would get absolutely licked, he would always get right back up and start talking was, shit right to so their inspiring. face. You know, it was literally like it kind of you know inspired me to be a better man. This guy's an inspiration. This guy's <laughs> this guy's an inspiration of football players. He everywhere is. you know i have his book the really? autobiography did you, did you fucking read it uh i read like the beginning of it i yeah. haven't finished it yet and you got bored i mean uh also, then guys, school started and I'm i gonna, stopped reading i'm gonna give a shout out man go follow my boy ryan malloy's uh julian edelman fan page on instagram yes, sir je11.nation Maybe he didn't want me, you know, disclosing that it was him running the page, but I don't really give a fuck. So yeah, the, let out French, the secret. Guys, I've dropped like three f bombs this um no, it's all right. this show. I'm um, sorry. And my mom was actually on my ass boat that earlier. Who? <laughs> my mom was on my ass boat dropping the f word earlier. And I was like, damn, does come she, on. Does she listen? Nah, dude, she doesn't even know what we're talking about. My dad listens. Yeah, my dad. I'm sorry, listen, we swear man. a little bit, Dad. He, he used to listen every week, dude. Like when I was making it with Chet. He would love this one. Oh yeah, dude. TJ and B. You know he's still listening. But um, yeah, let's uh, let's move on to another topic, man. Edelman. We yeah. Know he, I mean, honestly, not a Hall of Famer in my opinion. It depends. We both made our cases, but let us know what you guys think. You know, drop yeah. a com- drop a comment. I think he's a Hall video. of Famer. Tim doesn't think he's a Hall of on Famer. On this podcast. So, I mean, hey, you make your pick. You know. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, let's move on to another Boston legend. Paul Pierce. I mean, what are you doing, Paul what? Pierce? What the fuck are you doing, Paul? Pardon again, damn. But Paul Pierce, dude, just All right. lost I mean, his job. I, I wish mean, I was in that last. I mean, stream. here's my take. I, you know, on the situation. I would do it. I and and I didn't even really watch that live stream. Like, I haven't seen it. You know, I've just seen pictures. I skipped through it. Now, I mean, I don't think he. Um, I don't think he did anything, like, horribly wrong, you know? It's like he didn't, like, commit a crime or something, but, like, obviously ESPN had to fire him, you know? Dude, I think it was only wrong maybe if his wife wasn't cool with it, you know? Wait, is he still married? Yeah, he's been married since 2010 to Julie Pierce. Oh, my God. So, like, he was out here. If you guys don't know, you know, he was out here with, like, fucking stinking, you know, strippers and, you know, smoking blunts on this live stream. He was clearly, you know, messed up, you know, intoxicated, you know, crossed, if you will. Um, Yeah, to both degrees. And he was with all these strippers, you know. Maybe there was heroin at the party. Maybe there was harder drugs. And he decided to live stream this on his Instagram and was ultimately fired from espn so damn um man i i just really wish that um actually no i'm glad he did that because this just adds to his legacy (laughs) 
serious. I mean, he, there's rumors, you know, going around that he might work at Barstool now. I think Dave Portnoy tweeted at him a couple times. Yeah, I heard that. He was um, pretty hyped about it when he got fired from ESPN. Really? Yeah. He was like, <laughs> I need to get this guy on board. Yeah. And I'm, I'm going to random soundbite. Tell me what to do. Here. <laughs> yeah, here's a little listening on it. He's getting his hair braided by like some, you know, Latina stripper. It's great. <laughs> yeah, that's the man. He had a fresh, he had a fresh fade. In the uh, get a clean cut, yeah. Know? At least he got a you know, like a nice haircut. He was looking nice. Went to the barber shop literally that day, but I mean, like, looking you crisp know, crisp as an MF. I think people blew it a little out of proportion, you know. He didn't do anything ridiculous, and yeah, he, he I feel like he kind of took the, the like the firing as like a joke, you know, because he put on his story after like. It was like hashtag smile or something. And he was yeah, just like laughing yeah. into the camera. <laughs> that was Woke Jeans profile. profile <laughs> yeah. on Instagram. You know, back-to-back shout-outs for Woke Jeans. Yeah, he's a pretty funny page. Huge Boston fan. Yeah, you see that picture of Mo Wagner he, put, he posted like a couple <laughs> yeah. days ago? Yeah. That was mad funny. I'm just like laying he's, down. He's posted so many pics of Mo. Let's go. Let's dive into some Celtics talk. I mean, this is a perfect transition here. Yeah, so. we. I mean, getting back on track. The month of April has been very good to the Celtics. Um, you know, in previous months of the season, it was not looking so well. We were losing to bad teams, losing to good teams, under 500. Um, we got as low as the eighth seed in the East, which is just disgusting. But I believe we're seven and one in April right now, or at least yeah. pretty close to yeah. to that. Um, seven and one the month of April. That was a really nice understatement of you putting it. You know that it wasn't looking too well. It was looking bad. It was looking really bad. For, uh, in terms, and I mean, it's not like it's looking good right now. You know, yeah, one of those wins was against the Timberwolves, and we were down like fifteen the whole game. But we needed to take it to overtime to win that. So I mean, deposit some more. Let's let's not get too ahead of ourselves. Yeah, you're gonna have to deposit some more. Everyone takes Celtics money line time against the Lakers. Man, we're on a hot streak. Bees play the night. You want me to give it? Yep. Give me the give me the give me the play. Sorry, that was a bad starter. Bucks money line, Celtics money line parlay. By the way, what's the score of that game? All right, I'm gonna do it right now. Um, anyways, man, Celtics, getting off man, track. Seven and one in their right, six, Bucks are up seven. Seven and one their last eight. You know, big wins. You know, Knicks game was close. They won their last four. By the way, Celtics against the Timberwolves. You know, like Ben was saying, should not yep. have been that close, but it was. And high scoring game. Tatum career high fifty three points. That was sick. I was mm-hmm. here for that. Absolutely. You know, we all we all had Celtics yeah. on the game. So Everyone the, in the room. So the Celtics are down fifteen at one point and they were like minus one eleven live money line. And we all just looked at each other. The five of us we were like, Are we gonna hit this right now? And all of us bet the Celtics live money line. <laughs> Wait, like right then and there. It was minus one eleven, remember? Minus one eleven. Yeah. I, took I put it, five bucks I don't on remember. it. I think I took the spread and I put like three bucks on it. But um, 
Yeah, I mean, that was a great that, game. That Nuggets game was even better. Oh yeah, I was watching that game midday. I had a bad game. I had a bet on the over. I was gonna take the Celtics plus seven and a half, and I was like, nah. I did, and it went down to three and a half by game time because Jamal Murray was out. But dude, so we were down like we were down like seventeen. Yeah, and I went to go do groceries, and dude, was I it, was that in the third quarter. Yeah, and dude, I like come seventy nine sixty, and I today. come back, and we're up like fifteen. Like, dude, I was pissed because I had Celtics plus seven and a half. So I was like, all right, I'm just going to go do groceries. Like, whatever. And, dude, I come back and they're literally up 15. Like, and you were, we're like, what the fuck? We're playing some good here? basketball. And you, wanna, and, and you want to know what it is, in my opinion? What? We're playing Robert Williams for a lot of minutes. Dude, I mean, this guy is. I don't know he's why pretty he damn get good. Minutes before, he's a pretty damn good center. Just I mean, watching him play, you you can tell he's a difference maker on the court. It seemed like what the Celtics were lacking, like you know, this year and in years past, is a just a rim protector. You know. Yeah. And Robert Williams is kind of evolving into that rim protector that we need. Um, huge wingspan. I believe he has like a seven. Six wingspan that might even be too big, but something like that. something like that. The, this guy has it's massively huge. long arms, and yeah, he's playing some great defense around the rim. I mean, this this is what could really turn the Celtics around. Um, Marcus Smart is definitely shooting a lot better from the field. I think that was he's part of our struggles too. Yeah, thirteen the other day. That's what I'm saying. I think that was part of our struggles is when he first came back. He was chucking up a lot of shots, but you know when you come off an injury for a couple of weeks, you got to get you got to get used to going back to game speed and putting up a ton of shots. So maybe Marcus Smart was rushing a lot of shots in in that little dry spell that we had, but yeah. Tatum having a killer month too. I mean, I think he's averaging over thirty this month. He has to be with like you just said that oh, fifty three yeah. point game. And then Jalen Brown, he's always there. He's, he's going to get his 25 a night, 20 to 25 a night. Um, I have to change the topic for a second. Did you <laughs> see that Curry has averaged 39.9 yes. a game? That is, actually, that is actually crazy. I mean, yeah, we can transition into that, honestly. Dude, Celtics playing some great was, basketball. Now let's talk about Curry. Is Curry now in the MVP race? Yeah. Like, yeah. I mean – Bro, we're witnessing history with this guy. Like, this is the best shooter of all time, obviously. I think he's the best point guard ever. And, like, it's arguable, you know. Magic Johnson is always going to be up there. Magic Johnson's a scrub. Whoa, come on. I was playing. I was playing. I was playing. That was blasphemous. (laughs) Steph Curry, man, 31 a game. 30.7 points per game. That would be a career high. Wait, he's averaging 31 a game for the season? Yeah. Is that first in the league? Is that over Beal right now? What's Beal averaging? I don't know. Let me do it. Let me look. It's got to be over 30, though. At least, like, 30.2 or something. Um, hmm. Regular season, 31. Is averaging 31.0. He was up to, like, he was up to like Wait, what's Curry averaging? Curry's averaging 30.7, and oh, Beal's okay. averaging 31.0. So, Beal's still in the lead, but... Point three. Could, Curry could, could Curry win him. the scoring title this year, or did he miss too many games? I don't know. Who's in the lead? All right, hold on. Let's look this up. I just... NBA scoring title. Um, no, I want. Like total points. 
Yeah. Yeah, dude, but Curry's been a beast this year. Scoring and, um, leaders 2021. Lillard has the most points right now, I think. Really? Hold on. Oh, yeah, because Lillard's played seven more games than Bradley Beal. Yeah. And Curry's played two more games than Beal. Okay, so, so Curry actually has more points than Beal. Wow. Okay, so Curry could definitely get the most points this year. But, of course, Damian Lillard's right there. That guy's a – he's an animal too, dude. I think – do you think Jokic is still the frontrunner for the MVP? Yeah, at the moment. But, like, I don't think you should win it in the end. If Harden – if Harden was playing more, I think – This is the most up in the air the award's been in a very long time. Yeah, because you also got Embiid, who is just, like – absolutely crazy this year but he's played he's a significantly a less amount of games yeah he's, gonna miss, like, a third of the he's played hours. 18 less games than Jokic, so like it's kind of hard to base it off that Giannis isn't really i mean you can always put him in the running <laughs> lebron probably yeah, not Giannis anymore is, Giannis is always in the running but lebron should be if he comes back relatively soon he still could be in my opinion and then you got Harden, who could still win it, I think. He's having an absolutely killer season. I want to see him play with KD more, though, now that KD's dude, back. KD, dude, I hate how this big three only has, like, at least two of them playing at once. I know, but, uh, but like, if, we're going to get to that time where they're all going to be playing because they're all going to play at the end of the season and, you know, the in the playoffs, that's obviously. The so that's, that's some bullshit. Yeah, I think there should definitely be a change in the uh, like resting. Like there should be a there should be a new like policy. Like if you rest, you don't get paid for that game. You know, like because like yeah, I mean a ton of players are out this year. Granted, there's some you know a lot of injuries and um some people are saying that's caused by like them kind of rushing this season. I guess you could say, but I mean. What do you expect them to do? Like the the NBA has to make money somehow. They can't just not have a season, you know. So, um, yeah, a lot of players are injured. A lot of players are resting a lot, especially with all these back to backs this year. There's a ton of back to backs. Celtics Lakers, man. Give me a score prediction. Well, actually, no. Continue your sentence, man. I was mad and rude of me to cut you off. No, it's all good. You go. No, I'm saying. I kind of forgot what I was just saying. I was, <laughs> Sorry. I was saying, like, Celtics-Lakers tonight. We both think the Celtics are going to win this game. You were yeah. talking about the NBA. It was like, how are they supposed to make money if they're going to you know, have no game in the shortened season and shit? I totally yeah. agree, though. You know, no, players, yeah. A lot of these guys, too. You know what pissed me off? The whole, like, all-star game shit when they were all, like – Oh, they were mad about they were it. They like, dude, we shouldn't even have this game because COVID. It was still I mean, sick. They still put on a pretty good performance. It's crazy how the offseason was literally, like, a week after yeah. the season ended. Yeah, that is crazy. Like Chris Paul was just all of a sudden on the Suns. <laughs> yeah, <laughs> they're pretty bro. good this year. Dude, the West. you want to hear something hilarious? What, bro? So I was listening to the herd at work today. Sorry, <laughs> this is like completely changing the topic, but this is just kind of how we do things. Um, the herd. So we're. I was listening to the herd at work, and Colin Coward, bro, is the he best. was talking about the Niners, um, picking. Zach, no, not Zach Wilson. Uh, Mac Jones at three, and he was like, "Dude, this is the comparison he made." He was like, 
<laughs> <laughs> By the way, I love Colin Coward. I listen to him like every day. That guy's the man. But like, he just makes me laugh, you know. So he goes, you know, when a lot of smart people invest in something, and he's like, you yourself don't really think it's a good idea, but a lot of smart people are doing it, so you do it anyway. And dude, he's like, that's how I feel about Uber, you know. Like, but Uber. He's like, I would never want my daughter to get in a stranger's car, you know. But you know, a lot of smart people are telling me to invest in it, and they're and they said that it was going to change transportation, and you know, it has. It's a really growing business, you know, whatever. And he's like, that's what it's <laughs> like. Shop, that, everyone's that's what it's. Target. This is what it's reminding me of when I hear that the Niners might pick Mac Jones at three. I just don't really get it, you know. But a lot of smart people are saying they should. And bro, it Dude, just got it, me literally it, so good. It like, literally, I literally feel the best part is about Colin Coward. When he says shit like that, I literally feel the exact same way. <laughs> yeah. He makes like real life comparisons. And it's, and it's like, just like hilarious. Like, dude, this guy like actually just took this, the words out of my mouth and I didn't even know that I wanted to say that. This guy actually just like compared Mac Jones to Uber. <laughs> like, <laughs> dude, how does he do that? Like. That is absolutely ridiculous. Dude, he's incredible. That's going to be the uh, caption for this episode. Colin Mac, Coward. Mac Jones is like Uber. Mac Jones. And then Colin that's Coward. the That's the clickbait for this episode. You know, we've been having clickbait, you know, titles. We've been having some, not clickbait, but, you know, we've been having some really good titles lately. Yeah. Um, the you know, fuck, Carl fuck Carl Malone. That was a good one, though. Um, We definitely had one last week. We didn't do an episode last week. Or whatever it was, like two weeks ago. That was, was the only that really... Was the that one. was the really only huh. clickbait, clickbait uh, caption we've had. Yeah, all right. Yeah, Mac Jones is like Uber. Yeah, he really is, if you think about it. Yeah. You know, I don't understand the whole hype around Mac Jones either, you know, because I'm one of those guys who's kind of like, Mac Jones is throwing a five stars the whole year. Yeah. The Wallop and guys, the best receivers in the country, who are both going to go in the top 15, by the way. I've been, ha- I've been having images lately, you know, visions of us, you know, chanting when the Pats pick Jalen Waddle. I think he'll be up there by 15. Yeah. I think he's going to fall. I would love if the Pats I think him. Mac is going to go in the top 10 because, like Colin said, He's like Uber. Some team's going to take him and he's a quarterback. A lot of smart people like Mac Jones. According to what we've seen. And want to invest in him. I don't think he's going to be the last quarterback taken out of the, out of the top five anymore. Wow. You think and, Lance will go after him? I mean, honestly, like, it's a possibility. I think – I honestly don't think the Panthers take Mac Jones, though. That would be weird. Hey, whoever's still listening – Imagine it was Mac Jones versus Sam Darnold for the quarterback opposition. (laughs) That would be wild. (laughs) That would be hilarious. For whoever's still listening, uh, text me or Tim. Let us know if we should do a live draft episode. So we'll be live on air during the draft and react to it. And we'll have – our dearest friend and my roommate, Will Reyes. He is a diehard 49ers fan. We'll have him in the hot seat for pick number three and get a live reaction out of him. And, uh, you know, sources say that William Reyes might not be too happy if they pick Mac Jones. Yeah, Will Will has But that's just what the sources say. Will has addressed his frustration. He said a good quote to me. He goes, "Um, this is the guy my kids could be watching. (laughs) Yeah. Uh, this whoever the Niners pick at three. I mean, it's true, you know. The, 
It's kind of like how it's our kids will be watching Cam Newton on the, the Patriots. Nah, Cam Newton's out after this year. He's going to play till he's 42. Because we're taking Jalen Waddell at 15. And then we're taking... Um, Cam Newton's going to play taking, till he's 42. We're taking Kellen Mond. Yes, that'd be sick. Dude, what if the Pats took him? I'd be hyped if we I'd got Kellen I think they're taking a quarterback. Or my boy, Derek King. Remember him? Is that the guy from um, Don't Tell Miami? Me? Uh, oh, yeah, Miami. The U. Yeah. What round is he, is he projected to go in? Probably like five. What if they took him? What if they took – dude. <laughs> that would be so funny. Would you get a jersey? Of Derek King? Yeah. Patriots? Yeah. Dude, faster than you can blink. Like in the blink of an eye. That guy's a, that guy's see, a speedster. 2021 NFL draft quarterback rankings. Let me see where this let me see where this king guy is on Walter. We're Football at twenty eight thirty, so we got a minute and a half here. Damn. Unless you want to go longer. Um I mean we'll just discuss after we finish this. Yeah. Actually, after I tell you where this dude is. Where the hell is he? How do you spell his name? Hold on. Is it D apostrophe? Yeah, D apostrophe E R I um E R I K King um draft prediction. Oh, fuck, we got a minute left. All right, guys. All I'm gonna say is I cannot He's find three any- star. I can't find any info on De'Ara King in this mock draft. I don't even know if he's going to be in this draft. So Yeah, he could go undrafted. Hey. Red shirt a, senior. It's been a great segment today. Yeah. With your boy TJ and B. Nice little TJ chill podcast. I chill podcast. It. You know, we are having a great time tonight. We love doing this. Mac Jones is like Uber. Yeah, Mac Jones like Uber, man. Remember that. And thanks for all our fans out there. We're going to um sign off tonight. We'll see you guys yeah. all next time. Big Peace. things coming soon. Go Pats. That's all I gotta say. Yeah, dead ass. Go Pats. Go Pats.